Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z Podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. We saw that our podcast was topping the charts in Indonesia. So we are going to read their Wikipedia entry. Let's learn about this interesting country in the dullest way possible. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ Media Podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by the Sleep Channel on Spotify. Music for today's episode was provided by Gaia Symphony on Apple Music. Indonesia, officially the Republic of Indonesia, is a country in Southeast Asia and Oceania between the Indian and Pacific Oceans. It consists of over 17,000 islands, including Sumatra, Java, Sulawesi, and parts of Borneo and New Guinea. Indonesia is the world's largest island country and the 14th largest country by area at 1,904,569 square kilometers, 735,358 square miles. With over 279 million people, Indonesia is the world's fourth most populous country and the most populous Muslim-majority country. Java, the world's most populous island, is home to more than half of the country's population. Indonesia is a presidential republic with an elected legislature. It has 38 provinces, of which 9 have special status. The country's capital, Jakarta, is the world's second most populous urban area. Indonesia shares land borders with Papua New Guinea, East Timor, and the eastern part of Malaysia, as well as maritime borders with Singapore, Vietnam, Thailand, the Philippines, Australia, Palau, and India. Despite its large population and densely populated regions, Indonesia has vast areas of wilderness that support one of the world's highest levels of biodiversity. The Indonesian archipelago has been a valuable region for trade since at least the 7th century when the Srivijaya and later Majapahit kingdoms traded with entities from mainland China and the Indian subcontinent. Local rulers gradually absorbed foreign influences from the early centuries and Hindu and Buddhist kingdoms flourished. Sunni traders and Sufi scholars later brought Islam and European powers fought one another to monopolize trade in the Spice Islands of Maluku during the Age of Discovery. Following three and a half centuries of Dutch colonialism, Indonesia secured its independence after World War II. Indonesia's history has since been turbulent with challenges posed by natural disasters, corruption, separatism, a democratization process, 
and periods of rapid economic growth. Indonesia consists of thousands of distinct native ethnic and hundreds of linguistic groups, with Javanese being the largest. A shared identity has developed with the motto Binika Tunggal aka unity and diversity literally many yet one defined by a national language, cultural diversity, religious pluralism within a Muslim majority population and a history of colonialism and rebellion against it. The economy of Indonesia is the world's 16th largest by nominal GDP and the 7th largest by PPP. It is the world's third largest democracy, a regional power, and is considered a middle power in global affairs. The country is a member of several multilateral organizations, including the United Nations, World Trade Organization, G20, and a founding member of the Non-Aligned Movement, Association of Southeast Asian Nations, East Asia Summit, D8, and the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. The name Indonesia derives from the Greek words Indos, New Delta, and Nisos, New Sigma Omicron, meaning Indian Islands. The name dates back to the 19th century, far predating the formation of independent Indonesia. In 1850, George Windsor Earl, an English ethnologist, proposed the terms Indonesians and, his preference, Malayanesians for the inhabitants of the Indian Archipelago or Malay Archipelago. In the same publication, one of his students, James Richardson Logan, used Indonesia as a synonym for Indian Archipelago. Dutch academics writing in East Indies publications were reluctant to use Indonesia. They preferred Malay Archipelago, Dutch, Malaysia Archipel, the Netherlands East Indies, Netherlands Just Indy, popularly Indy, the East, De Ust, and Inseland. After 1900, Indonesia became more common in academic circles outside the Netherlands and native nationalist groups adopted it for political expression. Adolf Bastian of the University of Berlin popularized the name through his book Indonesian Oder die Insan de Malayischen Archipels, 1884-1894. The first native scholar to use the name was Kihajar Dewantara when in 1913 he established a press bureau in the Netherlands, Indonesisch Press Bureau. Fossilized remains of Homo erectus, popularly known as the Java Man, suggest the Indonesian archipelago was inhabited 2 million to 500,000 years ago. Homo sapiens reached the region around 43,000 BCE. Austronesian peoples, who formed the majority of the modern population, migrated to Southeast Asia from what is now Taiwan. They arrived in the archipelago around 2000 BCE and confined the native Melanesians to the far eastern regions as they spread east. Ideal agricultural conditions and the mastering of wet field rice cultivation as early as the 8th century BCE allowed villages, towns, and small kingdoms to flourish by the 1st century CE. The archipelago's strategic sea lane position fostered inter-island and international trade, 
including with Indian kingdoms and Chinese dynasties from several centuries BCE. Trade has since fundamentally shaped Indonesian history. From the 7th century CE, the Srivijaya naval kingdom flourished due to trade and the influences of Hinduism and Buddhism. Between the 8th and 10th century CE, the agricultural Buddhist Salendra and Hindu Mataram dynasties thrived and declined in inland Java, leaving grand religious monuments such as Salendra's Borobudur and Mataram's Prambanan. The Hindu Majapahit kingdom was founded in eastern Java in the late 13th century and under Gajamada, its influence stretched over much of present-day Indonesia. This period is often referred to as a golden age in Indonesian history. The earliest evidence of Islamized populations in the archipelago dates to the 13th century in northern Sumatra. Other parts of the archipelago gradually adopted Islam and it was the dominant religion in Java and Sumatra by the end of the 16th century. For the most part, Islam overlaid and mixed with existing cultural and religious influences which shaped the predominant form of Islam in Indonesia, particularly in Java. The first Europeans arrived in the archipelago in 1512 when Portuguese traders, led by Francisco Serio, sought to monopolize the sources of nutmeg, cloves, and cubeb pepper in the Malugo Islands. Dutch and British traders followed. In 1602, the Dutch established the Dutch East India Company VOC, and became the dominant European power for almost 200 years. The VOC was dissolved in 1799 following bankruptcy, and the Netherlands established the Dutch East Indies as a nationalized colony. For most of the colonial period, Dutch control over the archipelago was tenuous. Dutch forces were engaged continuously in quelling rebellions on and off Java. The influence of local leaders such as Prince Diponegoro in central Java and Mombanjal in central Sumatra, Padamira in Maluku, and the bloody Thirty Year Assay War weakened the Dutch and tied up the colonial military forces. Only in the early 20th century did Dutch dominance extend to what was to become Indonesia's current boundaries. The Japanese invasion and occupation during World War II ended Dutch rule and encouraged the independence movement. Two days after the surrender of Japan in August 1945, Sukarno and Mohamed Hatta issued the Proclamation of Indonesian Independence. Then, Sukarno, Mohamed Hatta and Sutton Shar, influential nationalist leaders, were appointed president, vice president and prime minister respectively. The Netherlands attempted to re-establish their rule, beginning the Indonesian National Revolution which ended in December 1949 when the Dutch recognized Indonesian independence in the face of international pressure. Despite extraordinary political, social, and sectarian divisions, Indonesians, on the whole, found unity in their fight for independence. As president, 
Sukarno moved Indonesia from democracy towards authoritarianism and maintained power by balancing the opposing forces of the military, political Islam, and the increasingly powerful Communist Party of Indonesia, PKI. Tensions between the military and the PKI culminated in an attempted coup in 1965. The army, led by Major General Suharto, countered by instigating a violent anti-communist purge that killed between 500,000 and 1 million people and incarcerated roughly a million more in concentration camps. The PKI was blamed for the coup and effectively destroyed. Suharto capitalized on Sukarno's weakened position and following a drawn-out power play with Sukarno, Suharto was appointed president in March 1968. His New Order administration, supported by the United States, encouraged foreign direct investment, which was a crucial factor in the subsequent three decades of substantial economic growth. Indonesia was the country hardest hit by the 1997 Asian financial crisis. It brought out popular discontent with the New Order's corruption and suppression of political opposition and ultimately ended Suharto's presidency. In 1999, East Timor seceded from Indonesia following its 1975 invasion by Indonesia and a 25-year occupation marked by international condemnation of human rights abuses. Since 1998, democratic processes have been strengthened by enhancing regional autonomy and instituting the country's first direct presidential election in 2004. Political, economic and social instability, corruption, and instances of terrorism remain problems in the 2000s, however, the economy has performed strongly since 2007. Although relations among the diverse population are mostly harmonious, acute sectarian discontent and violence remain problematic in some areas. A political settlement to an armed separatist conflict in Assay was achieved in 2005. Indonesia lies between latitudes 11 degrees south and 6 degrees north and longitudes 95 degrees east and 141 degrees east. A transcontinental country spanning Southeast Asia and Oceania, it is the world's largest archipelagic state, extending 5,120 kilometers, 3,181 miles, from east to west and 1,760 kilometers, 1,094 miles, from north to south. The country's coordinating ministry for maritime and investments affairs says Indonesia has 17,504 islands, with 16,056 registered at the UN, scattered over both sides of the equator, around 6,000 of which are inhabited. The largest are Sumatra, Java, Borneo, shared with Brunei and Malaysia, Sulawesi, and New Guinea, shared with Papua New Guinea. Indonesia shares land borders with Malaysia on Borneo and Sabatic, Papua New Guinea on the island of New Guinea, East Timor on the island of Timor, and maritime borders with Singapore, Malaysia, Vietnam, the Philippines, Palau, and Australia. 
at 4,884 meters, 16,024 feet, Puncak Jaya is Indonesia's highest peak, and Lake Toba in Sumatra is the largest lake, with an area of 1,145 square kilometers, 442 square miles. Indonesia's largest rivers are in Kalimantan and New Guinea and include Kapuas, Burrito, Mambaramo, Sepik, and Mahakam. They serve as communication and transport links between the island's river settlements. Indonesia lies along the equator and its climate tends to be relatively even year-round. Indonesia has two seasons, a wet season and a dry season, with no extremes of summer or winter. For most of Indonesia, the dry season falls between May and October with the wet season between November and April. Indonesia's climate is almost entirely tropical, dominated by the tropical rainforest climate found on every large island of Indonesia. More cooling climate types do exist in mountainous regions that are 1,300 to 1,500 meters, 4,300 to 4,900 feet above sea level. The oceanic climate, Koppen CFB, prevails in highland areas adjacent to rainforest climates with reasonably uniform precipitation year-round. In highland areas near the tropical monsoon and tropical savanna climates, the subtropical highland climate, Koppen CWB, is prevalent with a more pronounced dry season. Some regions, such as Kalimantan and Sumatra, experience only slight differences in rainfall and temperature between the seasons, whereas others, such as Nusa Tenggara, experience far more pronounced differences with droughts in the dry season and floods in the wet. Rainfall varies across regions, with more in western Sumatra, Java, and the interiors of Kalimantan and Papua, and less in areas closer to Australia, such as Nusa Tenggara, which tends to be dry. The almost uniformly warm waters that constitute 81% of Indonesia's area ensure that land temperatures remain relatively constant. Humidity is quite high at between 70 and 90%. Winds are moderate and generally predictable with monsoons usually blowing in from the south and east in June through October and from the northwest in November through March. Typhoons and large-scale storms pose little hazard to mariners. Significant dangers come from swift currents and channels, such as the Lombok and Sape Straits. Several studies consider Indonesia to be at severe risk from the projected effects of climate change. These include unreduced emissions resulting in an average temperature rise of around 1 degree Celsius 2 degrees Fahrenheit by mid-century, raising the frequency of drought and food shortages with an impact on precipitation and the patterns of wet and dry seasons and thus Indonesia's agriculture system as well as numerous diseases and wildfires. Rising sea levels would also threaten most of Indonesia's population who live in low-lying coastal areas. Impoverished communities would likely be affected the most by climate change. 
Tectonically, most of Indonesia's area is highly unstable, making it a site of numerous volcanoes and frequent earthquakes. It lies on the Pacific Ring of Fire, where the Indo-Australian Plate and the Pacific Plate are pushed under the Eurasian Plate, where they melt at about 100 kilometers, 62 miles, deep. A string of volcanoes runs through Sumatra, Java, Bali, and Nusa Tenggara, and then to the Banda Islands of Maluku to northeastern Sulawesi. Of the 400 volcanoes, around 130 are active. Between 1972 and 1991, there were 29 volcanic eruptions, mostly on Java. Volcanic ash has made agricultural conditions unpredictable in some areas. However, it has also resulted in fertile soils, a factor in historically sustaining the high population densities of Java and Bali. A massive supervolcano erupted at present-day Lake Toba around 70,000 BCE. It is believed to have caused a global volcanic winter and cooling of the climate and subsequently led to a genetic bottleneck in human evolution, though this is still in debate. The 1815 eruption of Mount Tambora and the 1883 eruption of Krakatoa were among the largest in recorded history. The former caused 92,000 deaths and created an umbrella of volcanic ash that spread and blanketed parts of the archipelago and made much of the northern hemisphere without summer in 1816. The latter produced the loudest sound in recorded history and caused 36,000 deaths due to the eruption itself and the resulting tsunamis, with significant additional effects around the world years after the event. Recent catastrophic disasters due to seismic activity include the 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake and the 2006 Yogyakarta earthquake. Indonesia's size, tropical climate, and archipelagic geography support one of the world's highest levels of biodiversity, and it is among the 17 megadiverse countries identified by Conservation International. Its flora and fauna are a mixture of Asian and Australasian species. The Sunda Shelf Islands, Sumatra, Java, Borneo, and Bali were once linked to mainland Asia and have a wealth of Asian fauna. Large species such as the Sumatran tiger, rhinoceros, orangutan, Asian elephant, and leopard were once abundant as far east as Bali but numbers and distribution have dwindled drastically. Having been long separated from the continental land masses, Sulawesi, Nusa Tenggara, and Maluku have developed their unique flora and fauna. Papua was part of the Australian landmass and is home to a unique fauna and flora closely related to that of Australia, including over 600 bird species. Indonesia is second only to Australia in terms of total endemic species, with 36% of its 1,531 species of bird and 39% of its 515 species of mammal being endemic. Tropical seas surround Indonesia's 80,000 kilometers 50,000 miles of coastline. 
country has a range of sea and coastal ecosystems, including beaches, dunes, estuaries, mangroves, coral reefs, seagrass beds, coastal mudflats, tidal flats, algal beds, and small island ecosystems. Indonesia is one of the coral triangle countries with the world's most enormous diversity of coral reef fish with more than 1,650 species in eastern Indonesia only. British naturalist Alfred Russell Wallace described a dividing line, Wallace Line, between the distribution of Indonesia's Asian and Australasian species. It runs roughly north, south along the edge of the Sunda Shelf, between Kalimantan and Sulawesi, and along the deep Lombok Strait, between Lombok and Bali. Flora and fauna on the west of the line are generally Asian, while east from Lombok is increasingly Australian until the tipping point at the Weber Line. In his 1869 book, The Malay Archipelago, Wallace described numerous species unique to the area. The region of islands between his line and New Guinea is now termed Wallacea. Indonesia's large and growing population and rapid industrialization presents serious environmental issues. They are often given a lower priority due to high poverty levels and weak, under-resourced governance. Problems include the destruction of peatlands, large-scale illegal deforestation causing extensive haze across parts of Southeast Asia, overexploitation of marine resources, air pollution, garbage management, and reliable water and wastewater services. These issues contribute to Indonesia's low ranking, number 116 out of 180 countries, in the 2020 Environmental Performance Index. The report also indicates that Indonesia's performance is generally below average in both regional and global context. Indonesia has one of the world's fastest deforestation rates. In 2020, forests covered approximately 49.1% of the country's land area down from 87% in 1950. Since the 1970s, log production, various plantations and agriculture have been responsible for much of the deforestation in Indonesia. Most recently, it has been driven by the palm oil industry, which has been criticized for its environmental impact and displacement of local communities. The situation has made Indonesia the world's largest forest-based emitter of greenhouse gases. It also threatens the survival of indigenous and endemic species. The International Union for Conservation of Nature IUCN, identified 140 species of mammals as threatened and 15 as critically endangered, including the Bali Mina, Sumatran orangutan, and Javan rhinoceros. Some academics describe the deforestation and other environmental destruction in the country as an ecocide. Indonesia is a republic with a presidential system. Following the fall of the New Order in 1998, political and governmental structures have undergone sweeping reforms, 
with four constitutional amendments revamping the executive, legislative, and judicial branches. Chief among them is the delegation of power and authority to various regional entities while remaining a unitary state. The President of Indonesia is the head of state and head of government, Commander-in-Chief of the Indonesian National Armed Forces, Tentera Nasional Indonesia, TNI, and the Director of Domestic Governance, Policymaking, and Foreign Affairs. The President may serve a maximum of two consecutive five-year terms. The highest representative body at the national level is the People's Consultative Assembly, Majelis Permusi Award in Rakyat, NPR. Its main functions are supporting and amending the Constitution, inaugurating and impeaching the President, and formalizing broad outlines of state policy. The NPR comprises two houses, the People's Representative Council, Duang Perwikal and Rakyat, DPR, with 575 members, and the Regional Representative Council, Duang Perwikal and Dara, DPD, with 136. The DPR passes legislation and monitors the executive branch. Reforms since 1998 have markedly increased its role in national governance, while the DPD is a new chamber for matters of regional management. Most civil disputes appear before the state court, Pengadilan Nejeri. Appeals are heard before the high court, Pengadilan Tinggi. The Supreme Court of Indonesia, Mahkamah Agung, is the highest level of the judicial branch and hears final cessation appeals and conducts case reviews. Other courts include the Constitutional Court, Mahkamah Constitusi, which listens to constitutional and political matters, and the Religious Court, Pengadilan Agama, which deals with codified Islamic personal law, Sharia, cases. Additionally, the Judicial Commission, Commissar monitors the performance of judges. Since 1999, Indonesia has had a multi-party system. In all legislative elections since the fall of the New Order, no political party has won an overall majority of seats. The Indonesian Democratic Party of Struggle, PDIP, which secured the most votes in the 2019 elections is the party of the incumbent president, Joko Widodo. Other notable parties include the party of the functional groups, Golkar, the Great Indonesia Movement Party, Jarindra, the Democratic Party, and the Prosperous Justice Party, PKS. The first general election was held in 1955 to elect members of the DPR and the Constitutional Assembly constituent. The most recent elections in 2019 resulted in nine political parties in the DPR with a parliamentary threshold of 4% of the national vote. At the national level, Indonesians did not elect a president until 2004. Since then, the president is elected for a five-year term as are the party-aligned members of the DPR and the non-partisan DPD. Beginning with the 2015 local elections, elections for governors and mayors have occurred on the same date.
In 2014, the Constitutional Court ruled that legislative and presidential elections would be held simultaneously, starting in 2019. Indonesia has several levels of subdivisions. The first level are the provinces, which have a legislature, Duan Perwakilan Rakyat Dara, DPRD, and an elected governor. A total of 38 provinces have been established from the original eight in 1945, with the most recent change being the split of Southwest Papua from the province of West Papua in 2022. The second level are the regencies, Kabupaten, and cities, Kota, led by regents, Bupati, and mayors, Walakota, respectively, and a legislature, DPRD Kabupaten slash Kota. The third level are the districts, Kekumatan, District in Papua, or Kapainwan and Kamantran in Yagyakarta, and the fourth are the villages, either Desa, Kalurahan, Kampong, Nagari in West Sumatra, or Gampong in Assei. The village is the lowest level of government administration. It is divided into several community groups, Ruku and Morga, RW, which are further divided into neighborhood groups, Ruku and Tatanga, RT. In Java, the village, Desa, is divided into smaller units called Dusan or Duku, hamlets, which are the same as RW. Following the implementation of regional autonomy measures in 2001, regencies and cities have become chief administrative units responsible for providing most government services. The village administration level is the most influential on a citizen's daily life and handles village or neighborhood matters through an elected village head, Lura or Kapila Dessa. Nine provinces, Assei, Jakarta, Yogyakarta, Papua, Central Papua, Highland Papua, South Papua, Southwest Papua, and West Papua are granted a special autonomous status, Autonomy Kusis, from the central government. Assei, a conservative Islamic territory, has the right to create some aspects of an independent legal system implementing Sharia. Jakarta is the only city with a provincial government due to its position as the capital of Indonesia. Yogyakarta is the only pre-colonial monarchy legally recognized within Indonesia, with the positions of governor and vice-governor being prioritized for the reigning Sultan of Yogyakarta and Duke of Pakualaman, respectively. The six Papuan provinces are the only ones where the indigenous people have privileges in their local government. Indonesia maintains 132 diplomatic missions abroad, including 95 embassies. The country adheres to what it calls a free and active foreign policy, seeking a role in regional affairs in proportion to its size and location but avoiding involvement in conflicts among other countries. Indonesia was a significant battleground during the Cold War. Numerous attempts by the United States and the Soviet Union and China to some degree culminated in the 1965 coup attempt and subsequent upheaval that led to a reorientation of foreign policy. 
quiet alignment with the Western world while maintaining a non-aligned stance has characterized Indonesia's foreign policy since then. Today, it maintains close relations with its neighbors and is a founding member of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations ASEAN, and the East Asia Summit. In common with most of the Muslim world, Indonesia does not have diplomatic relations with Israel and has actively supported Palestine. However, observers have pointed out that Indonesia has ties with Israel, albeit discreetly. Indonesia has been a member of the United Nations since 1950 and was a founding member of the Non-Aligned Movement NAM, and the Organization of Islamic Cooperation OIC. Indonesia is a signatory to the ASEAN Free Trade Area Agreement, the Cairns Group, the World Trade Organization WDO, and a former member of OPEC. Indonesia has been a humanitarian and development aid recipient since 1967 and recently, the country established its first overseas aid program in late 2019. Indonesia's armed forces TNI, include the Army TNI-Haiti Navy TNI-AL, which includes Marine Corps and Air Force TNI-AU. The Army has about 400,000 active duty personnel. Defense spending in the national budget was 0.7% of GDP in 2018, with controversial involvement of military-owned commercial interests and foundations. The armed forces were formed during the Indonesian National Revolution when it undertook guerrilla warfare along with informal militia. Since then, territorial lines have formed the basis of all TNI branches' structure aimed at maintaining domestic stability and deterring foreign threats. The military has possessed a strong political influence since its founding, which peaked during the New Order. Political reforms in 1998 included the removal of the TNI's formal representation from the legislature. Nevertheless, its political influence remains, albeit at a reduced level. Since independence, the country has struggled to maintain unity against local insurgencies and separatist movements. Some, notably in ASEAN Papua, have led to an armed conflict and subsequent allegations of human rights abuses and brutality from all sides. The former was resolved peacefully in 2005, while the latter has continued amid a significant, albeit imperfect, implementation of regional autonomy laws and a reported decline in the levels of violence and human rights abuses as of 2006. Other engagements of the army include the conflict against the Netherlands over the Dutch New Guinea, the opposition to the British-sponsored creation of Malaysia, Confrontasi, the mass killings of the Indonesian Communist Party PKI, and the invasion of East Timor, which remains Indonesia's most massive military operation. Indonesia has a mixed economy in which the private sector and government play vital roles. 
As the only G20 member state in Southeast Asia, the country has the largest economy in the region and is classified as a newly industrialized country. Per a 2023 estimate, it is the world's 16th largest economy by nominal GDP and 7th in terms of GDP at PPP, estimated to be 1.417 trillion US dollars and 4.393 trillion US dollars, respectively. Per capita GDP in PPP is 15,835 US dollars, while nominal per capita GDP is 5,108 US dollars. Services are the economy's largest sector and account for 43.4% of GDP, 2018, followed by industry, 39.7%, and agriculture, 12.8%. Since 2009, it has employed more people than other sectors, accounting for 47.7% of the total labor force, followed by agriculture, 30.2%, and industry, 21.9%. Over time, the structure of the economy has changed considerably. Historically, it has been weighted heavily towards agriculture, reflecting both its stage of economic development and government policies in the 1950s and 1960s to promote agricultural self-sufficiency. A gradual process of industrialization and urbanization began in the late 1960s and accelerated in the 1980s as falling oil prices saw the government focus on diversifying away from oil exports and towards manufactured exports. This development continued throughout the 1980s and into the next decade despite the 1990 oil price shock during which the GDP rose at an average rate of 7.1%. As a result, the official poverty rate fell from 60% to 15%. Trade barriers reduction from the mid-1980s made the economy more globally integrated. The growth ended with the 1997 Asian financial crisis that severely impacted the economy including a 13.1% real GDP contraction in 1998 and a 78% inflation. The economy reached its low point in mid-1999 with only 0.8% real GDP growth. Relatively steady inflation and an increase in GDP deflator and the consumer price index have contributed to strong economic growth in recent years. From 2007 to 2019, annual growth accelerated to between 4% and 6% due to improvements in the banking sector and domestic consumption, helping Indonesia weather the 2008 to 2009 Great Recession and regain in 2011 the investment grade rating it had lost in 1997. As of 2019, 9.41% of the population lived below the poverty line, and the official open unemployment rate was 5.28%. During the first year of the global COVID-19 pandemic, the economy suffered its first recession since the 1997 crisis, but recovered in the following year. Indonesia has abundant natural resources. 
Its primary industries are fishing, petroleum, timber, paper products, cotton cloth, tourism, petroleum mining, natural gas, bauxite, coal, and tin. Its main agricultural products are rice, coconuts, soybeans, bananas, coffee, tea, palm, rubber, and sugarcane. These commodities make up a large portion of the country's exports, with palm oil and coal briquettes as the leading export commodities. In addition to refined and crude petroleum as the primary imports, telephones, vehicle parts and wheat cover the majority of additional imports. China, the United States, Japan, Singapore, India, Malaysia, South Korea and Thailand are Indonesia's principal export markets and import partners. Indonesia's transport system has been shaped over time by the economic resource base of an archipelago and the distribution of its 275 million people highly concentrated on Java. All transport modes play a role in the country's transport system and are generally complementary rather than competitive. In 2016, the transport sector generated about 5.2% of GDP. The road transport system is predominant, with a total length of 542,310 kilometers, 336,980 miles, as of 2018. Jakarta has the most extended bus rapid transit system globally, boasting 251.2 kilometers, 156.1 miles, and 13 corridors and 10 cross-corridor routes. Rickshaws such as Bajaj and Bikak and share taxis such as Angkot and Minibus are a regular sight in the country. Most railways are in Java, and partly Sumatra and Sulawesi, used for freight and passenger transport, such as local commuter rail services, mainly in Greater Jakarta and Yogyakarta, Solo, complementing the intercity rail network in several cities. In the late 2010s, Jakarta and Palembang were the first cities in Indonesia to have rapid transit systems, with more planned for other cities in the future. In 2023, a high-speed rail connecting the cities of Jakarta and Bandung commenced operations, a first for Southeast Asia and the Southern Hemisphere. Indonesia's largest airport, Sukarno, Hatta International Airport is among the busiest in the Southern Hemisphere, serving 54 million passengers in 2019. Angira Rai International Airport and Juanda International Airport are the country's second and third busiest airport, respectively. Garuda Indonesia, the country's flag carrier since 1949, is one of the world's leading airlines and a member of the Global Airline Alliance Sky Team. The port of Tanjung Priok is the busiest and most advanced Indonesian port, handling more than 50% of Indonesia's transshipment cargo traffic. In 2019, Indonesia produced 4,999 terawatt-hours, 17.059 quadrillion British thermal units, 
and consumed 2,357 terawatt-hours, 8.043 quadrillion British thermal units, worth of energy. The country has substantial energy resources, including 22 billion barrels, 3.5 billion cubic meters of conventional oil and gas reserves, of which about 4 billion barrels are recoverable, 8 billion barrels of oil equivalent of coal-based methane CBM, resources, and 28 billion tons of recoverable coal. In late 2020, Indonesia's total national installed power generation capacity stands at 72,750.72 megawatts. Although reliance on domestic coal and imported oil has increased between 2010 and 2019, Indonesia has seen progress in renewable energy, with hydropower and geothermal being the most abundant sources that account for more than 8% in the country's energy mix. A prime example of the former is the country's largest dam, Jatalur, which has an installed capacity of 186.5 megawatts that feeds into the Java grid managed by the state electricity company Perusahayan Listrik Negara PLN. Furthermore, Indonesia has the potential for solar, wind, biomass and ocean energy, although as of 2021, power generation from these sources remains small. Government expenditure on research and development is relatively low, 0.3% of GDP in 2019, and Indonesia only ranked 61st on the 2023 Global Innovation Index report up from 87th in 2021. Historical examples of scientific and technological developments include the paddy cultivation technique terracing, which is common in Southeast Asia, and the Pinasai boats by the Bugis and Makassar people. In the 1980s, Indonesian engineer Chakorta Raka Sukawati invented a road construction technique named Sisrobaha that later became widely used in several countries. The country is also an active producer of passenger trains and freight wagons with its state-owned company, the Indonesian Railway Industry INKA, and has exported trains abroad. Indonesia has a long history of developing military and small commuter aircraft. It is the only country in Southeast Asia to build and produce aircraft. The state-owned Indonesian Aerospace Company PT. Durgantara Indonesia has provided components for Boeing and Airbus. The company also collaborated with the ADS Casa of Spain to develop the CN-235, which has been used by several countries. Former President B. J. Habibi played a vital role in this achievement. Indonesia has also joined the South Korean program to manufacture the 4.5-generation fighter jet KIKF-21 Borome. Indonesia has a space program and space agency, the National Institute of Aeronautics and Space, Lembaga Penerbangan den Antariksa Nasional, Lapin. In the 1970s, Indonesia became the first developing country to operate a satellite system called Palapa, a series of communication satellites owned by Indosat.
The first satellite, Palapai-1, was launched on July 8, 1976 from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, United States. As of 2019, Indonesia has launched 18 satellites for various purposes. Tourism contributed around 9.8 billion US dollars to GDP in 2020, and in the previous year, Indonesia received 15.4 million visitors. Overall, China, Singapore, Malaysia, Australia, and Japan are the top five sources of visitors to Indonesia. Since 2011, Wonderful Indonesia has been the country's international marketing campaign slogan to promote tourism. Nature and culture are prime attractions of Indonesian tourism. The country has a well-preserved natural ecosystem with rainforests stretching over about 57% of Indonesia's land, 225 million acres. Forests on Sumatra and Kalimantan are examples of popular destinations, such as the Orangutan Wildlife Reserve. Moreover, Indonesia has one of the world's longest coastlines, measuring 54,716 kilometers, 33,999 miles. The ancient Borobudur and Prambanan temples, as well as Taraja and Bali with their traditional festivities, are some of the popular destinations for cultural tourism. Indonesia has 10 UNESCO World Heritage Sites, including the Komodo National Park and the cosmological axis of Yogyakarta and its historic landmarks, and a further 18 in a tentative list that includes Bunikin National Park and Raja Ampat Islands. Other attractions include specific points in Indonesian history, such as the colonial heritage of the Dutch East Indies in the old towns of Jakarta and Samarang and the royal palaces of Pagurian and Abad. The 2020 census recorded Indonesia's population as 270.2 million, the fourth largest in the world, with a moderately high population growth rate of 1.25%. Java is the world's most populous island, where 56% of the country's population lives. The population density is 141 people per km2, 365 per square me, ranking 88th in the world, although Java has a population density of 1,067 people per km2, 2,435 per sqme. In 1961, the first post-colonial census recorded a total of 97 million people. It is expected to grow to around 295 million by 2030 and 321 million by 2050. The country currently possesses a relatively young population with a median age of 30.2 years, 2017 estimate. The spread of the population is uneven throughout the archipelago with the varying habitats and levels of development ranging from the megacity of Jakarta to uncontacted tribes in Papua. As of 2017, about 54.7% of the population lives in urban areas. 
Jakarta is the country's primate city and the second most populous urban area globally with over 34 million residents. About 8 million Indonesians live overseas, most settled in Malaysia, the Netherlands, Saudi Arabia, Taiwan, South Africa, Singapore, Hong Kong, the United States, and Australia.